0: it's like this idea of honoring our bodies as a temple and Mm -hmm. really like honoring the sensations Mm -hmm. honoring the experience honoring Mm -hmm. emotions honoring our thoughts you know like just honoring whatever transpires within our bodies Mm
1: -hmm.
0: which includes you know like our minds our spirit but just really treating it with a certain amount of of respect and sacredness mm-hmm. and so there's no shame, there's mm-hmm. no guilt, there's mm-hmm. no, we're not okay. There's no, they're like none of these things because it's like we are whole, we are okay, we belong, we are love, we are worthy and deserving.
1: Welcome to Reawakening Love and Power with Carol Ann. It's a pleasure to share this conversation with Dr. Sonali Deepika all about sensuality. Dr. Sonali Deepika is a holistic and integrative physician with a passion for guiding people to honor the sacred nature of their bodies and to connect to the deep wisdom which lies within. She spent nearly 20 years in Chicago studying and practicing conventional medicine, specializing in child and adolescent psychiatry. Along the way, she developed a keen interest in holistic forms of healing and became passionate about the ancient wisdom of Ayurveda. Her path eventually led her to complete a coaching program that integrates the ancient wisdom of Tantra and Taoism with modern science regarding sexuality, sexual healing, and embodiment practices. She has served as a mentor and a senior teacher for the Vital and Integrated Tantric Approach VITA coaching program. She continues to serve as a teacher in the VITA Sacred Sexuality Membership Program and practices as a sensuality coach at I Am Sacred Ground, LLC. So, Nali, thank you so much for joining me today to talk about sensuality. I already feel myself sinking into the delight of my senses. <laughs> thank you for inviting me to talk about
0: one of my favorite topics.
1: <laughs> I'd love to start just by talking about what do we even mean when we say sensuality what are we referring to and how is it different from sexuality Mm, um well
0: for me the word sensuality encompasses a lot Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: it's um a lot to do with our senses, like uh-huh. all of our senses, and um, connecting to our senses. And in doing so, when we can bring awareness to each of our each of our senses and to our our sensations mm-hmm. um, in our body, it really helps us connect to a, a deep part of our nervous system. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, that's what led me to consider myself a sensuality coach that in addition to um, a sensuality that is related to our, our sexuality to our, mm-hmm. Um, femininity, perhaps, mm-hmm. um, to what turns us on, and mm-hmm. <laughs> all mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the whole the whole of it um, to me feels like it is our it is really related to um, our true essence and our embodiment and mm-hmm. um, Mm -hmm. how we can really feel into and connect to a deep, a deep part of ourselves. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a number of different kind of aspects that you touched on that Mm -hmm. uh, my, my brain immediately wants to go in three different directions. (laughs) 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 But I, I, Yeah, it is to me. It's also, there's like a sense of delighting in the senses. And I also think of the senses as our, our gateway and our anchor into the present moment. Mm -hmm. And the senses is something that can bring a lot of pleasure in our everyday life. Like Mm -hmm. not as something it can be something that is ritualized and special and takes place on a specific time and a specific day but it to me can also be just even just in this exact moment like feeling this the softness of my hair on my shoulders and I have a soft um, piece of clothing kind of resting behind my hips and looking at the beautiful feathers that I have on my desk and smelling. I just burned some sandalwood incense and smelling that and just simple things. The clothes I wear, the tea that I drink that
0: Mm -hmm.
1: nourish me with simple everyday pleasure
0: Mm. and
1: deliberately opening up to that and allowing it in.
0: Mm -hmm. Love (laughs) that, and yes, yes to all of that, and to um, bringing our awareness to what is alive in our in our in our senses, in our sensory nervous system, in any moment, Mm -hmm. and and how we can feel more pleasure and feel more of whatever we need in the moment to mm-hmm. bring us into balance
1: yeah um,
0: you know like that sandalwood is so that's such a grounding mm-hmm. smell but sometimes we might want something lighter or fruity mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know um more floral or you know something mm-hmm. like that or do mm-hmm. we want like a just a light caress on our skin or do we really want to like you know (laughs) yes yes something heavier
1: yeah
0: (laughs) to like ground us more
1: yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) yeah I think I'm also hearing you speak to the wisdom in speaking the language of sensation Mm-hmm. Um, when you said the word sensation I thought, oh of course it's related to all of the different sensations we perceive in the body and that is the body's way of speaking to us
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: and also that that sensation is a gateway to the the subconscious or unconscious parts of our brain to access mm-hmm. things we're not fully consciously aware of
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah i i love how you um captured that and and it is like you know we have well we probably have lots of things we can pay attention to but notably our thoughts and our feelings Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. you know that's a lot of what therapy is about or like you know Mm -hmm. how we try to communicate with others about what we're thinking and what we're feeling and the sensations really go they're much more subtle and they're actually pre-interpretation if we can just observe them Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. it's like uh, they can tell us what what, uh, they can tell us before it becomes a thought or a feeling, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. And I find the reverse can be helpful. Like if I'm getting caught up in a thought, say it's a thought that's a bit um, sticky and yucky for me, like I feel like I'm not good enough in some sense. If I turn my awareness from that thought into the actual sensations associated with that, the sensations can be uncomfortable, but they don't feel quite as as charged or overwhelming sometimes Mm -hmm, is the mm -hmm. thought, although different people may have different experiences depending on, um, you know, where their nervous system is at. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's interesting to me to go. That's probably, like, the number one question I ask my clients is, and as you say that, what are you noticing in your body? (laughs) (laughs) it's such a good question
0: yeah and I was just talking to a friend about a very common one for me is am I like am I feeling fear or excitement like Mm -hmm. am I feeling nervous or am I feeling excited about something and the sensations are very similar yeah for both of those but it is then a interpretation you know that yeah I'm often often going to the fear scared <laughs> thing and it's like wait or it could be exciting I'm <laughs> a lot of my comfort zone I'm trying something new yeah. to kind of rewire it you know <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's funny isn't it like the, the like you say the extra layer of an interpretation that we can get caught up in all all of the we're very good at making meaning out of things, which mm-hmm. is sometimes useful and sometimes not so useful. Yeah.
0: I know. Making meaning and creating stories.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. I do know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's um this is making me think also about how we can learn to speak the language of sensation to learn what our body does and doesn't need and what our boundaries are and what our desires mm-hmm. are and how it's that that can be the language of what is very true for us what's in alignment mm-hmm. for us but you really do have to learn to speak the language, like you said. Is it nervousness or is it excitement? And um, am I desiring this? Um, let's say uh, I don't want to demonize chocolate. Everyone is always there's a you know there's always this thing that's like, oh, I was so naughty I ate chocolate, or you know, we make so many stories about what it means to eat or not eat chocolate. <laughs>
0: Definitely, I know but
1: that. That's, <laughs> that's just the example that comes to mind. But say say, I'm craving chocolate. Is that because my body simply wants to enjoy the sensual the pleasure of eating chocolate? Or is it because I like really don't want to do the thing that I'm supposed to be doing right now and I'm trying to escape that discomfort? And there's a lot of like discernment and wisdom that's... Um, mm-hmm involved in learning to speak that language of sensation
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I think it's a it's not a language many of us get any kind of education or (laughs) training around or (laughs) anything like that so yeah as soon as we start to tune in it's we have to um Relearn and mm-hmm. recognize, pay attention. Um, we don't have to, but, you know, that's the invitation, right? Mm. And to see kind of what is our body, like, recommending for us or desiring yeah. or yeah. telling us, hey, this is a yes, and that's yeah. a no. And, you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> it's kind of an interesting journey. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. And I I do think that at the heart of it, our body wants to move towards wholeness and and health and goodness. Mm -hmm. And so if we trust that kind of deeper innate drive Mm -hmm. with that discernment of like, I don't know if I'm speaking in kind of abstract terms now, but I think I'm trying to say that underneath, underneath all of the the noise of the thoughts and the sensation and everything, if we can really feel into the heart of where our bodies are taking us, where our sensation is taking us, it's trying to take us towards wholeness and goodness. Does that feel true to you and your understanding?
0: Yeah, it does. Um, I do think, I mean, it absolutely does. And I think what you mentioned about the discernment piece Mm. is so critical there because, you know, there's that, in that process, as we're learning how to discern and, Mm. and understand, we may our bodies may not take us to wholeness sometimes yeah. you know yeah, yeah we yeah. may mis- misinterpret or misunderstand <laughs> <laughs> something that's come up that we say yes to or that we decide to do. So I think that's 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 part of it like you said about um, being open to lear- discerning and learning um, and and trusting that as we do that that yes our bodies are, are definitely our friends and Mm -hmm. (laughs) our guides Mm -hmm. and want us to feel whole and goodness and pleasure Mm -hmm. and joy and all those things yeah (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) yeah I'm curious what your thoughts and experience are around moving towards pleasure because for me I grew up um I grew up Catholic, and so there was a lot of mistrust of my own body's desire for pleasure, especially sexual Mm. pleasure. It felt like my body was, there was something, um, like even the concept of original sin that Mm -hmm. humans are born innately sinful. there's like a sense there that I can't trust my body's desire for pleasure and goodness, that there's something wrong about it, something wrong Mm -hmm. about feeling and experiencing pleasure. And that's been a really big reclamation for me to allow myself to Mm -hmm. experience pleasure and to just enjoy Mm -hmm. it and deserve it and be worthy of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does any of
1: that resonate with you? Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, absolutely.
1: (laughs) Not from a Catholic
0: upbringing, but from a lot of conditioning. And Mm -hmm. um, I was actually raised Buddhist. And there wasn't a lot of, I don't know, there wasn't a lot of like, it's wrong, but it wasn't also like, it's okay. You know, like, it Mm. was just kind of something. So I think it was more other conditioning that I Mm -hmm. held in me that um, brought a lot of guilt and shame and, um, you know, yeah, just an overall, like, this is not okay Mm. kind of thing, which Mm. robbed any experience of pleasure from an experience that could be really (laughs) pleasurable. Yeah. Um, so yeah, fully, I fully agree with, or resonate, I should say, with what you shared about that's a big part of that journey is to reclaim that birthright to pleasure, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. we have, mm-hmm. and and shed some of the um, conditioning around it, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. which takes away from the
1: the pleasure, really, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can I can only speak for the places I've lived, which is in the US and in Australia, but there is mm-hmm. an idea that you need to deserve pleasure, that you need to earn it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still I'm still like unwinding layers of that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But my relationship with pleasure now is so much more it feels it feels really wholesome <laughs> and like nurturing and um, it feels supportive for my nervous system. And what I've learned about the nervous system too mm-hmm. is that that pleasure can be, it can be a real resource. It can be a real support mm-hmm. and like food for us.
0: Mm-hmm yeah I think that's um it's a it's a whole shift and reframing and like kind of coming to that concept of pleasure with just a whole new perspective to be able to take that in, which is so um. But no, I find it very enlightening in a way. To like, pleasure is a resource. Like, pleasure yeah. is there for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Pleasure is something that that yeah we can that we can go to and that mm-hmm. we're um, that we're worthy of or that we're deserving of that. Mm. Um, we just have to say yes to. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What are some of your favorite ways to take pleasure in your your body and your life? Mm, I um, I
0: mean, for me, like we were talking about sensuality and senses, it it really comes to like savoring sensual kind of pleasure so and Mm -hmm. that can be like food or um, I love like scented oils and just like just massage like self-massage you know Mm -hmm. Um, I I know for me like the other day um, I was invited to a friend's home this couple and they're they're renting this home and they have like the most beautiful view because I'm Mm -hmm. where I live there's a lot of hills so they're way at the top and so they can kind of see everything and that too is like just taking in something really expansive like that watching the Mm -hmm. sunset from um there not that it has to be such a grand thing but Mm -hmm. (laughs) but something like that is really Mm -hmm. brings a lot of it's very pleasurable yeah. <laughs> for me.
1: What yeah. are some of your favorite foods and smells? Um, I love
0: chocolate. I think we should <laughs> talk about that. There's really nothing like chocolate, I think, for mm-hmm. the to savor like you can just Mm -hmm. eat it so slowly and Mm -hmm. and really um the creaminess of it Mm -hmm. and um I'm sure it has some kind of aphrodisiac kind of property to it or something (laughs) (laughs) because it's like here in Mexico I mean there's the cacao bean and there's like it goes back you know very far as far as Mm. where the chocolate comes from and in its Mm -hmm. essence and what a powerful like medicinal you know yeah. purpose it had um yeah. not when you add the milk and the sugar of course and all <laughs> that. but but just cacao in its essence yeah um and like and fruit you know strawberries berries I love mango I had mango today oh yeah it was good mm. it was so yummy um and for scents I like Um, you mentioned sandalwood I Mm have I don't have it on right now but I love this sandalwood um, incense Mm -hmm. I mean that I think it's so there's something so earthy about it and very it's very sensual to me to Mm -hmm. be able to take that in Um, but I also find like like jasmine, like certain flower mm. essences to be really like calming and soothing and also um, kind of arousing as well, <laughs> like everything mm. together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and canela. Here they say canela, but cinnamon.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I do think some of those things that you've named are known for being aphrodisiacs. <laughs> um, isn't um, Damiana, do you know the herb Damiana? I think that's no. also from Mexico that's known okay. to be an aphrodisiac. Oh.
0: It may have a different that.
1: name um, mm-hmm. in Mexico. I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> good what, to know. just out of curiosity what is your understanding of the the benefits of cacao in a more of a medicinal sense
0: um oh that's a great question well of course it has like stimulant properties you know mm. in it um but with cacao, and then not, this is what I'm not an expert on, but mm-hmm. I've I've gone to um, here, in Mexico especially, but other places like many cacao ceremonies kind of thing. And there is this connection to the heart that's mm-hmm. there. Like it's a heart opener. Mm-hmm. And, um, and especially when it's done in a ceremony with the music and with the yeah. whole process of... Um, at passing it from one person to another and um, um, I have friends that used to do a lot of cacao and they do a lot of sound mm-hmm. kind of like a, a sound healing like as
1: afterwards mm-hmm. as
0: well so the whole process was very I mean it just felt so grounding and nurturing and, and yeah this whole like heart opening yeah. experience
1: mm-hmm.
0: so I'm I know there's a lot more to cacao but this is what <laughs> I, <know. laughs>
1: I, I consider myself definitely uh an amateur when it comes to plants and and herbs and things like mm-hmm. that but I love mm-hmm. um I love them <laughs> I love learning about them and experimenting with them and making potions and things. And that is one of the things that brings me a lot of pleasure too is um, like a lot of hot drinks actually, or even iced teas. I make a lot of herbal teas. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll just like open my cupboard and go, who wants to come in the pot with me today and see which ones I'm drawn to?
0: (laughs) Oh, I love that. Um,
1: or I make a, a cacao hot drink with different um, spices and supplements mm-hmm. and things in it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Especially, I'm really into putting cardamom
0: in oh, it lately.
1: Oh, so it's I good. I'll just open the jar and smell it. And I have it in the pods, so it hasn't been powdered yet. So it's still, I think it retains a bit more of its potency that way. And it just... One of the my the ways that I take a lot of pleasure is is in it is in making things. It's not necessarily sometimes I get in the mood to cook like lunch or dinner kind of dishes and I do that. But I love making um I call them my potions. Like sometimes it's fermented things. Like the other morning I was just seized yesterday morning by this desire to just make all of the things i was i'm on day i'm in the the i'm like building up into i'm building up to ovulation in my um menstrual cycle right now so like the creative energy is building and i was like how about i have some creative energy like this for work and my body was like we want to make food <laughs> <laughs> and i made preserved lemons i made sauerkraut um i i made like a seasoned salt with lemon zest and and rosemary and i love you know i I love like the i made i put in some pepper that there are some different pepper trees around the area where i live
0: they're mm-hmm. not like
1: the traditional black pepper but you can mm-hmm. um harvest and eat the pepper berries off of them Mm -hmm. so I was like making things with those and I'm like (laughs) infusing some some plums and lavender and and rosemary into some apple cider vinegar and I'm I'll once that's infused I'll mix it with soda water and drink it and I just love making things like that or or tinctures or herbal infused oils and it's there's something about using my hands to make things Mm -hmm. and this also the the smells and the tastes and and the satisfaction of creating something and working with the I'm still building my relationship with the plants and things themselves mm-hmm. but there's something really joyful about kind of cooperating with the the plants and the fruits and things to make yeah. something beautiful and nourishing and I, I just love crafting too. I just love making things with my hands in general. <laughs> wow. Yes. <Sounds> very creative. <laughs> mm. Mm. So since we're talking about pleasure, I'm curious how you might distinguish, because some people, I think when they hear of pleasure, There's the idea of a guilty pleasure or like, um, I don't know, hedonistic pleasure or like pleasure can have some connotations that it's like too much, not good for you. Um, How, how would you discern between pleasure that really is nurturing and nourishing and goodness and what some people might call pleasure that is not doing good things for you?
0: Mm. I mean, I think that um, that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with our our sensory system, our sensations, and all of that. So, if there's something that is it brings pleasure and that's you know pleasureful and it leaves the the body feeling good and feeling um more resourced or it's really enjoyed you know the experience I would say that's a like a a pleasure that's I don't know what our word is like wholesome or whatever it is or like (laughs) or um that that's like almost like aligned for the body you know kind of Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm.
1: yeah yeah I don't know if I have much to add to that. I think that's a great answer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I think it could be any different kinds of things and it's not to say that, you know, we know like, like there's pain that can bring pleasure. There's, you know, there's, there's so many things that can bring pleasure. And, but I think ultimately it's like, well, how does a person feel Mm -hmm. afterwards? Um, Mm -hmm. like, what does that, um, what is the experience, the sensations that and the and the overall feeling about it afterwards and it could it can also be like we were also talking that when we still have a lot of conditioning and a lot of this shame, guilt kind of thing, we, mm. it's not necessarily that the pleasure itself was there's anything wrong with that, but it's more of that we have to work on that other aspect of how how do we allow ourselves and feel yeah. deserving and worthy of that experience yeah. and not,
1: yeah.
0: not let it get uh, tainted by our conditioning.
1: And <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> wrong and it's, you know. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point that um, how, how you feel afterwards the effect that that pleasure has on your body tells you a lot but it's also true that the experience of pleasure may bring up shame and shame is not necessarily a signal that the pleasure was bad. It's a signal that you received some messages mm-hmm. that weren't good for you
0: mm-hmm. and the shame
1: needs some attention. Mm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Mm. I'm curious at this point to hear you talk a little bit about sacred ground, because you use this Mm -hmm. phrase, I am sacred ground, and it just, Mm -hmm. it makes me feel like, like grounded, like I feel my hips kind of sink down towards the earth, but I also feel like a kind of lit up. Both spacious and kind of humming, humming aliveness in my my torso and my chest and my heart and my breasts actually, when I hear that phrase, and I want to hear more about what that means to you.
0: <laughs> um, I am sacred ground is a mantra, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's actually one that someone I know came up with at a retreat that we were at. And I have since, you know, I, even at that moment, i have like, just loved it. And it's like (laughs) a sacred car. I'm like, Oh my God, what an amazing, (laughs) what an amazing mantra. And, um, and yeah, it felt really aligned for kind of like a, a foundation and, and also something that guides that guides me and and could guide anyone who is in who's in contact with it. Mm-hmm. and um, it's really it's it seems so connected to some of the things that we've already mm-hmm. mentioned but it's like this idea of honoring our bodies as a temple mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. really like honoring the sensations
1: Mm -hmm.
0: honoring the experience honoring Mm -hmm. emotions honoring our thoughts you know like just honoring whatever transpires within our um within our bodies Mm -hmm. which includes you know like our minds our spirit but just um really really treating it with a certain amount of of respect and sacredness Mm -hmm. and so there's no shame there's no Mm -hmm. guilt there's Mm -hmm. no we're not okay there's no like none of these things because it's like we are whole we Mm -hmm. are okay we belong we are love we are worthy and deserving you know it's it's Mm -hmm. kind of a encompassing all of that (laughs) Mm. Mm.
1: I kind of feel um tears pressing at the back of my eyes hearing you say that and it's not just the words it's feeling the energy behind them as you say them Mm -hmm. there's a lot of deep reverence and celebration in that that just feels really healing Mm. (sighs) Thank you for sharing that. Mm. Mm.
0: There's something about um, like also like how to care for sacred ground like how to tend to sacred ground to really like nourish it and to like put good things in it, you know, Mm -hmm. so that whatever Mm -hmm. is planted in there can really grow Mm -hmm. and thrive and um yeah I find that part to be just something that inspires me you know to return to like okay yes <laughs> this is this is um this is the body I've been given you know to yeah to tend to
1: yeah. 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 Oh, that makes me feel so much like tenderness and sweetness towards my own body. <laughs> we'll just end the podcast here so I can savor this for another <laughs> hour. <laughs> no, joking, obviously. <laughs> um, um have you have you always felt this way about your own body or do you have some stories about shame to share with us?
0: Mm. what a good question and <laughs> the answer is no <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's still ongoing and ever evolving but um for sure i it's like, I honestly can't, like, if I think of my, like, childhood and adolescence and adulthood until recent years, Mm. um, I I don't know that there was ever a point that I felt like I'm okay, my body's okay. Mm. I, you know, there was a constant, like, looking at it with such scrutiny and Mm. Criticism and mm-hmm. um, kind of in my mind, like I've never, you know, well, I've never had plastic surgery or anything like that. But like this mm-hmm. kind of idea of like I just need cut this and do this and do this, you know, like mm-hmm. this isn't right and that isn't right and this isn't right and, mm-hmm. um, and it didn't. What was so interesting is that um, I have been at different weights, like in my, you know, life, as many of us have, I suppose, but. I even, it just didn't matter if I was thin mm. or if I was heavy or it didn't mm. matter that, that, that whole like narrative and, and perspective just was my entire life. And when mm-hmm. I was much heavier, I, I could then have the awareness of, oh, but I really wasn't happy when I was like 50 pounds less then mm-hmm. you know like that it, it there was a, there was that awareness i know that it's like well i'm here now but i and i know i'm overweight and then everything that comes with being that much overweight and um so it's been really like this has been such a journey of <laughs> um <laughs> trying to befriend my body and mm-hmm. bring love in and just and let that um, the harshness that I was carrying yeah. Yeah. kind of let go, you know, bring compassion and
1: yeah,
0: um, yeah. appreciation. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: Mm i um I did a workshop a, a few months ago that was about it was about sensual self care mm-hmm. and um i a big a big awareness that that came in response to a friend kind of asking about weight loss mm-hmm. was that the root of it was this this self-care and this self-love mm. and 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 cultivating that because I had been on because we were kind of talking diet we were talking food and diet and that yeah. kind of thing like oh what about weight loss and I was thinking back to all the all the diets I had been on mm. um and how they were so rooted in self-hatred mm. because it's mm. like, well I don't like the way I look, I hate this. And I'm going to go on this diet. And so you, Mm -hmm. you can do that and you can stick to something. And, um, my favorite was weight watches. I did that a number of times you can do that, but then as the weight comes off, you're still left with the self-hatred because you didn't, Mm. this wasn't about a loving thing. This wasn't about how to nourish the body, how to take care of the body, how to, you know, do that. It was about hatred that then now you're doing all these things and depriving, and you know, mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. follow some very rigid, kind of rigid, you know, whatever it is, program. Um, so I, yeah, I just think it's. Don't have an easy answer for that, like how yeah. that comes, but yeah. it is kind of like when we were talking about right, like of paying attention and being discerning and relearning that and listening to our body like what makes our bodies feel good you know mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. Um, what is nourishing mm-hmm. what is really nurturing to do mm-hmm. for the body to give the body mm-hmm. to eat, you know that kind of thing and through that it's like that's natural naturally coming to a healthier weight you know what mm-hmm. naturally happen
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah I know there will be a lot of people listening who can relate to that. And it it actually brings up a sense of grief in me that bodies are looked at and treated this way in the cultures that we live in, that Mm -hmm. that's like in the air that we breathe and not the idea of sacred ground. Can you imagine if we grew up in a culture where your body is sacred ground was like the foundation? I mean, that's the world we're trying to create, right? I know that's one of the things that motivates me in my work and I imagine maybe similar for you. Yes, absolutely. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think there's kind of two important elements in the journey the path the healing process whatever you want to call it and you one of them is that when your body is is comes up with things that are uncomfortable or painful whether that's sensations or emotions or thoughts those are things that need attention and we can't bypass them, we need to feel them and tend to them and mm. there's there's a lot of nuance there, but they, they need attention and, and love and to be felt. Mm-hmm. Don't think mm-hmm. that you can bypass feeling them to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. But also I think the path of or the element of pleasure and and that kind of care and love is also healing. Mm -hmm. It's like you can't completely go into the pleasure and bypass the discomfort
0: Mm -hmm.
1: or you won't actually get to the root of it. But if you only stick with the pain and constantly digging into the pain, it's like you're not um, building up the new foundation of what you want to live into, what will support you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like we need to practice both being willing to feel and be with the pain and flexing our, our muscles and our capacity for feeling good.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, is such a good point carol and what comes to me is that it's a kind of a both and mm-hmm. thing which which you were in you were um, yeah. indicating as well but yeah. in the sense that being able to bring more pleasure into our systems and more um more of those kind of soothing pleasureful grounding enjoyable like being able to know how to um, how to find that in our in our bodies in our sensory mm-hmm. system um, that then allows us the capacity to feel the pain.
1: Yes, yes,
0: more. Yes, so we yes. do it together. We just yes. we're not bypassing because yes. it's such a good point because we that's so important, but we we learn how to create more. Space and expansion in our nervous system, in our sensory system, so that we can hold the pain of what comes up, you know, in our
1: experience. Yes, yes absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite tools in that respect is just simple self touch. Like I often have my hands on my body, like running my my palms or my fingertips up and down my thighs or I I love to rub my belly or I often have my hand up here at the kind of between on my breast breastbone kind of just underneath my collarbones that feels really soothing to me and those those contact points it's like a way of offering myself care and goodness through my own hands mm. and it's it's like you literally you don't need anything you, d- you have your you can touch your own body at any point mm. <laughs> as long as you you have hands in the capacity to move them or mm-hmm. some other form of um of touch even just feeling the pressure i'm feeling right now the pressure of my hips in my seat those simple (laughs) immediately accessible things really strong resource for me Mm. that give us the ability that capacity to feel the things that are uncomfortable or painful
0: yeah such a good resource i was thinking also along those lines with touch of um I had a, well, I guess she still is. I had this teacher who talks about, like, when something really triggering happens, mm. like, you know, like the, the kind of thing where this this reaction, this response is, f- like, out of proportion to yeah. what actually happened. Yeah. Um, she kind of has this saying of, like, you know, get your head get your hands around, get your arms around that inner child as fast as you can kind of thing. Mm. And like, so I think even just like this, like just to mm-hmm. kind of like hold and, you yeah. know, kind of yeah. have that embrace can also be really like.
1: Yeah, yeah. You were giving That's yourself nice. like a lovely hug with one hand yes. kind of on each shoulder. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah yeah i'm curious to talk a little more about how we can use sensuality as a tool for for healing and a support for healing especially around the feeling of being not good enough Mm -hmm. because that that's a that's a a deep recurring theme for me personally, that not good enough. Mm. That's my, my inner child. <laughs> yeah, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And I, I do have this sense that the more I've been reclaiming my, my pleasure and my body and just enjoyment of my sensuality, that it has been the the kind of background level of not good enough has been going down. Hmm. Does that feel true for you and your experience?
0: Um, yeah, I'm it's always good to hear when that's you know that you've that you've <laughs> made that happen and yeah i I think so for me as well i I do think it was such a pervasive kind of a belief and a, you know, a kind of feeling that, um, it is, it is less, it is better. And it is there <laughs> Still, mm-hmm. you know, like it just shows up. Um, I think what comes to me about it is, um, and just to, I, I know we've talked about it, but I, this also relates to this idea that's become very um, prominent for me around sensual sovereignty. Mm -hmm. So the sensuality and then the sovereignty as well, because part of what I think the process is and part of what, what, what I feel like sensual sovereignty is, is that we are, able to like bring in our power like into our bodies so it's not like we are looking you know outside for a yes. lot of this the validation and like we are okay and yes. we are worthy and we are you know um so I'm not saying that happens overnight or that's some mm-hmm. kind of an easy process but it is like when we're able to do that then We only have to look to our own inner guide as like
1: we -hmm. are okay
0: you know like Mm -hmm. it's just not Mm -hmm. affected by Mm -hmm. what is going on outside of us i'm not saying i'm there but (laughs) i'm just saying that it's uh it's it's something to um yeah just cultivate like we're talking about all these other things as we slowly get to know more because we can we can trust more then we can Mm -hmm. trust more of our inner experience of Mm -hmm. how we feel what feels Mm -hmm. good what doesn't feel good um we can trust we can learn to trust that we're okay Mm -hmm. that whatever we're experiencing in our body is okay Mm -hmm. and it Mm -hmm. takes away the power from Um, the people that we might otherwise look to to make us feel okay you know yes
1: yeah Mm. my body just had a big sigh when you were saying that (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Mm. 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 and I feel that there is a kind of resilience and power that does come from practicing feeling good in your own body. It takes more for something else to kind of knock you off center or take you down.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it is that kind of, mm, it, it feeds that, that inner fire and inner power.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm.
1: even if it, it doesn't yeah. and when I use the word power like it can be something that is fierce and bold when it needs to be but there can also be just a uh, a gentle resilience and softness that's powerful too Absolutely. like being able to retain that gentleness and softness is powerful
0: yes oh yes I love that <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's so much a part of like yin energy right mm-hmm. like this watery flowing energy but it's it's strong and it's powerful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh it doesn't have to be the fiery like you know <laughs> kind of not that that's bad of that our the young power but like I think yin has its own essence of Of power that's Mm -hmm. that can be quiet, you know, Mm. subtle,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: gentle. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And when you say the word subtle, you were we were talking about sensations earlier, and that makes me Mm -hmm. think that one of the skills that's needed here is to build sensitivity and. Mm awareness of, of the sensations in your body and that can be a practice in and of itself especially if you've been paying attention to your your thoughts and your mind for a long period of time perceiving sensation in your body can be like what I don't know maybe I'm a little bit hungry or I have to use the toilet but that's kind of about all I know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's like a, um, it's almost like its own meditation or mindfulness kind of Mm -hmm. practice, you know, because Mm -hmm. it does involve getting very, very still for at least a little, a moment, you know, to to observe, to observe subtlety that we might otherwise Mm -hmm. just totally ignore Mm -hmm. very naturally because we're not, Mm -hmm. trained to do
1: that Mm -hmm. yeah even just as we're having this conversation I can notice more subtle sensations and and pulsate like there's a little bit of a kind of subtle pulsation in my calves and um It's funny, I don't normally notice a lot in my calves, but that's just where I'm feeling right now. It's just all these subtle sensations happening in my body. And that I think also speaks to how this work is very much something that we can do together that happens with other people.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I think we are social creatures were designed to relate to each other and depend on each other and support each other. And of course, there's plenty you can do on your own, but there's a lot of, of value and power from going here together. Yeah, oh, yeah I think that's, um,
0: that's such a, an important way that that we can regulate our own system is with yes. someone else, right? And
1: yes. And
0: like co-regulate together, like sense from the person that can be immensely, in itself, so calming, just to be with someone who's um, got a very regulated
1: system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 Is there anything else that comes to mind that you would like to share around your journey with sensuality and shame and pleasure? Um,
0: Well, I, I guess something that is like, I guess it's been there my whole life, but it's something I'm more only in more recent years, um, paying more attention to is the idea of like oppression that we hold in our bodies, mm-hmm. and how that relates to shame, and how um, how the big ones for for most of us are with the patriarchy, this kind of Mm -hmm. like the power over kind of shame that we've kind of talked about with religion and everything, but also white supremacy and Mm -hmm. the kind of um, oppression that brought, especially to women of color to Mm -hmm. come in to the world, knowing that they're not like with this kind of, experience that they're not okay, you know, because Mm -hmm. they don't, um, because they're of color, you know, Mm -hmm. and just kind of how, how navigating all of this, it, it complicates like,
1: yeah,
0: how, what the experience is and how to, how to manage shame and how to Mm -hmm. understand what we're holding in our bodies, really Mm -hmm. everyone, you know, that we're Mm -hmm. holding um, Mm -hmm. that, that, in that way of oppression that keep us also small, you know, because mm-hmm. there is just, just these oppressive systems. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I know that's a lot there to even <laughs> try to unpack, but it's just something I wanted to mention because it's, yeah. it yeah has come up in you know all of this um, this exploration and awareness.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> makes a lot of sense. A lot of sense. And I think whatever um, identities you hold, it's important to understand that these forms of oppression are in our bodies. They're not just Mm -hmm. in our thoughts Mm -hmm. and in our minds. Mm -hmm. And so we need to meet them on the the level of the body too. And if
0: Mm -hmm.
1: for people who are, um, white like me, we have it in our bodies too, and we have a responsibility to take um, take ownership of that and tend to that because the the white supremacy we hold in our bodies, it harms us too, and it's definitely harming people of color. Mm. And um, it's a really powerful, arena to be working in the body with systems Mm -hmm. of oppression Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah absolutely and I think you know with the work we're doing and a lot of our colleagues of just Mm -hmm. having that awareness of the body I think this is Mm -hmm. it's um it gives us that that capacity to explore in a way that you can't just be by looking at thoughts or looking at history or you know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. not really understanding like what what is actually held in the body and how is yeah. that on a day to day basis yeah. kind of affecting yeah of us
1: yeah mm-hmm. yeah hmm hmm <sighs> I've got my my hands going up and down my thighs again, just kind of (laughs) (laughs) enjoying that sensation. So would you like to tell us a little bit about where people can find you, how they can work with you, what you're offering? And then I have one last question for you after that. Okay. Okay
0: um so people can find me on instagram at i am sacred ground um and my website also i am sacred ground.com. um i'm on facebook a little bit but where i'm really putting up my content is on instagram and um i am Planning to um, start a group program that's going to be related to central sovereignty, and this is going to be for women of color. So I'm really excited about that offering, and it's definitely pushing me in a lot of ways because it's it's really it's really a stretch um, for me uh, to to go to this 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 area and also one that like I have to do it. I can't. It's mm-hmm. like, it's mm-hmm. been there for a couple, like a year and a half at least. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. But um, I also, I'm, I'm so passionate about, about central sovereignty and about like this, um, this kind of mission of guiding women to self central sovereignty of um, embodied love liberation and the license to expand the expression of their true essence Mm. and I like where I would say that like it feels it feels powerful to me feels much bigger than me and um, it's something that I'd love to offer one-on-one clients as well who are Mm -hmm. interested so Mm -hmm.
1: yeah thank you Mm. beautiful and I can imagine really powerful to, to for the group experience that you're planning to have it be for women of color specifically, so that you have space to explore all of those different layers of mm-hmm. oppression um, mm-hmm. in with a bit more safety. Yeah. Mm.
0: Yeah. Thank you. That felt important to me. Yeah. Um, and. Yeah, I think just giving some protection for mm-hmm. that kind of um, vulnerability mm-hmm. uh, in this kind of exploration felt mm-hmm. important. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Beautiful. Hmm. So, my last question is if people could take away one thing from this conversation, what would you want them to take away?
0: Mm. I'd want them to take away, like it kind of combines this, I am sacred ground and the sensual sovereignty that in our bodies we are whole we are powerful we are worthy we are lovable um we are deserving that um we can feel freedom just in our bodies and that Mm -hmm. this is this is ours Mm
1: -hmm. to have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yes to all of that (laughs) 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 Mm. i think i would like to offer people the invitation to just take one of their senses and explore enjoying that in a one small way in your day so maybe it is your sense of touch maybe you wear soft clothes and you rub your belly a bit or maybe it's to really like taste something good or just pick one little way to dive a little deeper into enjoying one of your senses and see what happens
0: (laughs) Ah, that's
1: beautiful (laughs) (laughs) actually as i'm looking at you you have this um plant next to you and I'm wanting <laughs> oh to like my run my fingers through it and feel it <laughs> it's, it's got almost like it doesn't look spiky but it looks like I don't know what does it feel like it, it's it's it it's
0: not spiky it's very easy to just you know run your hands through but it kind of has a very like, I feel like a little bit like I'm in a jungle or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a recent acquisition because I have mm-hmm. let two plants die in the last oh. year. And apparently they were not, this is a plant for shade I found after I mm-hmm. went to this time with another mm-hmm. friend who knows plants better. <laughs> this is a plant for shade. The other t- two that I had were the same plant and they were more for a
1: sun. <laughs> and they did not last. So... I feel like there's a metaphor in there somewhere. If somewhere, look for it. somewhere there's some lesson. Thank you for listening. Go forth and give your plants what you need, including your human body plant. Yes. Water your plant.
0: <laughs>
1: Thank you, Zanali. Oh, thank you so much. It was such a such a pleasure. It brings me great pleasure to imagine you out there listening to this podcast. You can find Sanali as she mentioned on her website, IamSacredGround.com and on Instagram as at Iamsacredground. If you are curious about working with me in my homecoming coaching program to come home to your body and your sensual sexual nature in a gentle and trauma aware way, you can book a free one hour clarity call. It's a no pressure conversation where we explore what it is you really want and if it's in alignment for us to work together. Find more info and book in on my website at carolann.com.au. You can also connect with me on Instagram as at Carol Anne Alive. May this episode call you home into a loving relationship with your body and delight in your senses.